0: Here comes, here, watch out, Pums. he's gone! Whoa. Point, because it's a 6% slope, 50 feet. So right now it will gather speed. Good yeah, footer Oh my goodness. All the way. Ah! Welcome that?
1: back, episode 13 of the walking in pod. We are back for the Valero Texas Open coming off of the WGC match play event and the Corrales Punta Cana Championship. Congrats to Joel Damon and Billy and Horschel victories last week. Mark, I'm gonna ask you your honest take on Billy Horschel, the golfer. Are you a fan or does he annoy the shit out of you?
0: No, I'm a I'm a big fan. You're a I big love fan? Billy Ho. Yeah, because he's polarizing. I, he is. First of all, he's a Ralph Lauren guy, and I have been a Ralph Lauren guy my whole life. Shout out Justin Thomas. RIP but, to that sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> um, I There are parts of his game I don't like, like the way he pots. Uh, mm-hmm. The way he approaches it with his little arm lock and the way he like steps to the ball and stuff is really what a weird. Weird
1: shuffle. How it's
0: is so that weird. comfortable? And not yeah. only does he do that, but like every his entire routine is in that like shuffle. And the second he addresses the ball, he, he cuts hits it. it. So like it is. It, it's so weird. Strange.
1: It is so. I would. Um. I would need to go back and look at the past years, and see the evolution of his putter game because isn't that so like Morikawa switches to the saw grip right works with Mark O'Mara flips it up I've I mean what I can't believe I'm about to mention my name in the same breath as Morikawa but I've played around with my putter grip like everybody does weird things his might be one of the weirdest ones
0: yeah it's but it works for him he was draining some long ones and kudos to him for making it as far as he did this week but back to your question yeah I do like him. He is polarizing. I like the shit talking that he does occasionally. Some of it is like, oh, it seems a little forced, but other times it's really funny. I love how candid he is with himself and his caddy. Um, I don't know. I I just think he's, he's cool. Uh, he can rock those wingtip shoes. Yep. And the polo yep. get up. It's cool. I don't like that. He's a Florida Gator since I'm a game cock, but <laughs> other than that, I, I'm a Billy Horschel guy.
1: Yeah, we had a, a few friends who were commenting on Billy Horschel, the golfer, and um, there were so many interesting things this week. You had the Kevin Nod, DJ situation where DJ pulls his putt, Nod talks about not having given it to him, which just feels like such a Kevin Na thing. It was almost like gamesmanship. It really didn't even feel like if you
0: watch the replay of it, that it was anything egregious. But the ball sat there. It was within eight inches. Right, and he even commented on PGA Tour's Instagram. Kevin Na did. Oh, I didn't just see this. Kind of set the record straight. He was like, "There was no real beef. Like I already conceded the putt. I was just explaining how it worked. Which, in a sense, he's right. I mean, they're competing out there, right. and you have to wait until the putt right. is conceded, no matter how short it is. So, I guess Kevin Na either wanted to get in his head or you know, wanted to make sure that everything was on the up and up. Yeah, I think the match play, I'm actually disappointed. I know we posted
1: our picks to the Inst- to Instagram and Twitter each day because there's a ton of fun things you can do. I'm a big fan of this. I in past years, I gave this a, a tournament very little attention. I'm very happy that this exists. And frankly, my match play is unique and they're trying to, to cram a lot of golf into Five days. Well, yeah, five days, Wednesday through Sunday, and like for guys like Billy Horschel, for Scheffler, for Kucher and Perez, that is a lot of golf.
0: Not to mention playoff holes, yeah, and such. How about Sergio acing the playoff hole to get out of the group stage? That was pretty sick. That was sick. What are what's your thought on group stage versus knockout round? You know, just win in advance because they it used to be like that. Then they adopted the group format a few years ago. And, you know, there's people on both sides of the aisle, obviously, you know, on Twitter chirping about how, you know, the bigger stars probably would have done better if it was win in advance rather than the pool play. But see, I
1: don't necessarily agree with that because win in advance, it's just like what makes March Madness so amazing. Oral Roberts can beat Ohio State in a single game. If they play 10 times, Ohio State's probably winning that game nine out of 10 times. So you're saying group play. Gives Makes water play- level. Yeah, it gives the best players a better chance. I mean, DJ had a shot to advance, and I know a ton of underdogs advanced. It's
0: only three matches, it's still a small sample size. Right. And John Ron was the only yeah. top 16 seed to advance, which is nuts.
1: Yeah, every single other guy got destroyed. I mean, Morikawa was terrible. He went 0-2 and 1. Um, JT eked out one victory. Over. Bryson is pathetic in this <laughs> He's format. So bad, which is weird because I thought about this going to the tournament, and I'm I kind of bummed we didn't talk about this more last week. But like Patrick Reed and Ian Poulter and Poulter, the way he carved up that group was impressive.
0: We he, we mentioned it, we didn't bet on him. We which, didn't we we should have in him. hindsight, but we mentioned it how many times on last week's pod match play savant, Ian Poulter. Yeah, might be the might loved- be the best match play player of all time i mean obviously he is, you've got tiger woods and Kuchar has now made the semifinals. i think as many times as tiger woods but polter is amazing he is he is and he carved up
1: that group i mean he made rory look like an idiot on wednesday um also rory made himself look like an idiot let's not you know put all the the kudos right. to, to uh to polter here but what i was going to say about bryson is so you see polter You see Reed, both guys who like thrive off of being kind of the um, the bad guy, right? You know, Poulter from many Ryder Cups, Reed from just embedding his ball purposefully or whatever the hell he does. But the point I'm trying to make is I'm confused why Bryson isn't in that same world as a guy who like kind of knows that people don't like him or, you know, they think he's weird. I feel like for some reason, he doesn't thrive off that energy the same way guys like Poulter. And I think Billy Horschel too. I actually put Billy Horschel in the same camp of like he knows he's maybe kind of an odd duck and annoys people a little bit. And I think he feasts off
0: this because I, yeah, I wish I, I would have given would him agree. a harder look. I, 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 mean, I agree for sure. I think I think Horschel is closer to like Patrick Reed in that mold of embracing the bad guy than say and, and Poulter, uh to your point, than maybe a, a Bryson would be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh who- it's unique. Who are the others that stood out that might have been real disappointing to you? I mean, for for, for me, I think Terrell Hatton, he oh, went so he went 0-2 and 1 this week. Dead. And yep. it was never a guarantee that he'd make it out of the group because, you know, Sergio has been playing well and mm-hmm. Lee Westwood has been playing well. Um, but Hatton, if you go back to his recent history in the big events, he has not done well, whether Mm -hmm. it be majors or WGC's.
1: Yeah. And he was such a, I was all over him coming into the floor swing. I thought he was going to play so well off of what he did at the European tour. Disappointing for him. Um, Sungjae was disappointed in his group. He went one and two. Hovland went one and two. I kind of felt like this week was going to be one where we were going to see Hovland like sort of cement because we've talked about his rise up the Ryder cup standings really thought that this would be a week that he would perform really well. I mean, it didn't really hurt him. I mean, he's still in like good shape for the Ryder Cup. I'm not worried
0: about how. And first timers in this kind of event kind of get a pass from me personally. Sure.
1: Yep. Debutant for sure. And um, I don't know. I'm looking through the rest of the board. Uh, Nobody else really shockingly good or bad, I guess. I mean, (laughs) Antoine Rosner coming
0: out and beating Bryson on day one was fun. Um, And and then then (laughs) Rosner gets stomped, I think, his next two matches. Yeah, I think he did. McIntyre. Did you see that drive he had on 18? Yeah, it was sick. Almost hit, was can't, almost hit Cantley on the green. Can, uh, McIntyre or, is not a Cantlay, I so DJ. I picked him. Was, I picked it, wasn't him it DJ advance. that he almost hit?
1: It wasn't Cantley.
0: Yeah, I think it was.
1: Was Cantley playing DJ? No, cuz DJ was
0: on the green when it happened. Well, I know wasn't? DJ was on the green. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure, but he almost hit somebody, but Yes. McIntyre, he's a cool dude. He puts out like videos of practice rounds and He's kind of quirky. He's a lefty. He's he's like a little bit weird and obviously a face and a name that people are just now starting to uh, learn. But mm-hmm. he um, he's rising, I think, up Ryder Cup uh, rankings in Europe too. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this guy, but I think
1: two weeks ago, we talked about Victor Perez as a guy who we were shocked at his standing on the Ryder Cup. So he's fifth currently. And then this past week at WGC, Places fourth, and he's in it, right? I mean, he's 2-1 and one in group play, makes his way into the semifinals. He was impressive, and I feel like that impressive streak will continue. It, based on his points, you would think he's in a pretty safe spot to be a part of the Ryder Cup team, even though he's Daniel young
0: guy. Daniel Rapoport, um of uh, Golf Digest, he put out an article after the tournament. I'm not sure when it was posted, but he basically took a look at current Ryder cup situations for both teams and whose stock is up, whose stock is down and kind of his prediction of who would make each team. If selections were due today. Okay. And for team Europe, like Perez was on the team. Yeah. So, I mean, it could happen. He, I mean, so, I'll just refresh everybody's memory if, if they've read it or, or tell you guys if you haven't, but, Basically, what it boils down to for America stock up would be uh, Billy Horschel, obviously, Mm -hmm. Matt Kuchar, obviously, Kevin Kisner, who I think we should be talking more about because he Kevin Kisner has the attitude, the characteristics uh, and the success in match play formats that he needs to finally be on a team, I think, for the Ryder Cup. And he hasn't been on a Ryder Cup team yet. Mm hmm. Um, Scheffler was a
1: riser, too. On right. The US he side. mentioned
0: Scheffler, Harmon, Zalatoris, and obviously Jordan Spieth, who's going to right. make the team. Right. We'll um, talk about Jordan a little bit, I think. Yeah. Um, Zalatoris, I think it's not. It's just not his time yet. There nope. are way too many good American golfers this year yep. uh, in contention, and Zalatoris, I don't think, is going to sniff one of the uh, the captain's picks. No. But, but in the future, um, for sure, Zalatoris, I think, has – Every making of
1: being a, a piece of the Ryder Cup team in, in future years,
0: yeah, for sure. Um, and it's, I don't think it's a guarantee Patrick Reed makes it. And the article by Rappaport kind of mentioned as much right now, he's seventh in points, mm-hmm. which is one spot outside the guarantees. And he hasn't played as well in these uh match play formats the last couple times out, mm-hmm. uh, um, not to mention potential locker room issues. So there's a chance maybe Reed doesn't well he's uh, seventh make it.
1: right. He's seventh right now. Kepka's fourth. And with Kepka's knee injury, who knows when we see Kepka again and if he doesn't get some rounds under his belt prior to when the captain's picks are due. Because Brooks is probably based on points. If he doesn't play well, for the next could, couple yeah, months, Brooks
0: is yeah, Brooks is definitely in on points now, but it's but no guarantee went. that Reed takes his spot. Like it could sure. be now, Berger, Webb. It could yep. even be Horschel. Who knows? Yeah, Scotty Scheffler. I mean, big weekend for Scotty in Texas again this weekend. So there's no guarantee. There's a a lot of interesting names for the U.S. team, and I think the European team is a little bit more cut and dry. The Hmm. captain's picks will just kind of come down to, at least early on now, we're almost in April, but it's going to come down to you know if you want like old, crafty veterans who know Mm -hmm. this format like Sergio and Poulter. Or Paul or, Casey. And, and yeah, Westwood. Or do you want like young guys like McIntyre and yeah. um, you know, uh, Matt Wallace. Yeah, exactly. Like people oh. like that. So I don't know. We'll see. It's real interesting. I was we real uh disappointed in how Bryson did, um, but real surprised positively how Kucher and mm-hmm. Cantley and, and some of the other guys did. Kuchar's game was nowhere to be found. And then this weekend he goes out there and it's crazy to the semifinals, but that's match
1: play like to the point that you were saying earlier, people don't like it because it's not a single elimination, but it's still a small enough sample size that like a guy can get hot in these matchups. And again, you're playing against one guy. So if you are positioning yourself correctly based on what's happening in front of you, like Poulter's just so savvy, man. Like he, yeah, he pissed me off the way he handled Cameron Smith to, to basically lock up that loss for us because we had some individual winners, but we missed our group winners. We were, you had some, some underdogs, but not the right ones, basically.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Just swing, swing and a miss.
1: Swing and a miss on that one. Um, all right. So we've talked quite a bit here about Ryder Cup implications, Um, but we're on to the Valero open this week in Texas and San Antonio at TPC San Antonio and it is important to note that while a lot of what we saw last week was kind of a preview for the Ryder Cup a lot of what we're going to see this week is in preview and the final tune-up for the Masters which we are just over a week away from which is very exciting we get the Masters in like a 5 month window from what we had in November so that is super exciting um and, and speaking of masters while we're on the topic mark do you have a early lean for the people on the masters uh in terms of outright winner
0: wow okay um so i've mentioned before that i got caught up in the spieth mania at waste management uh so saturday of waste management when he went on his tear i placed the bet on Spieth to win the Masters at 33 to 1, which I think was like a few hours after he was like 40 or 50 to 1. Yes. And now he's 14 to 1. So his odds are, he's the fifth favorite, by the way, on DraftKings, which if you would have told me that four months ago, three months ago, crazy.
1: Well, I told you when we were talking about this last time, I said something like, well, I'm just going to wait until he has a bad round or two. And that really hasn't happened. Oh, his odds keep.
0: Heat decreasing.
1: I mean, kind of rightfully so,
0: don't you think? Yeah, of course. And if he has another good week this week, I mean, it could go down to 10 to 1. Right. Who knows? Ah, I I personally don't know if he'll do that well this week because I think he's going to be more focused on the Masters and just kind of fine-tuning his game. So I'm actually staying away from speed this week, but uh, not because I think he'll do poorly. I just think he'll be focused on, you know, tweaking his uh game and fixing things that he may think he needs help with etc and he'll have uh, a look ahead spot so to speak um, mm. but uh so since that bet was already placed a couple months ago I will answer your question with another one and that's Sung JM who is currently mm. 33 to 1 I love Sung Jay finished second in the last edition of the Masters he which is um you know he's He's got the demeanor, the accuracy off the tee, and he rolls in some putts every now and then. Um I think he could get it done. Okay, I think I I think I have one to share as well. I'm very torn on this
1: between two guys for kind of similar reasons. Neither of which, neither of these two players are debutants. Both of these two players have elite drivers. Both in terms of accuracy and in distance, and both would cons- be considered to be very solid iron players. They are mid, mid-priced. Mark, can you guess which two players I'm thinking of right now?
0: Mid-priced. By mid-priced, I mean by
1: mid-priced, I mean they're like in the thirty to
0: sixty range. Uh, man, I would say. your boy cam smith is sitting there at 40 to 1 right he, he is i and i do love cam smith he is not who i'm targeting though all right one, one more
1: one more you want you don't want one more guess you want me to just all give right you, i'll guess one more uh, answer to the test look more like in the 30 range burger no i i'm i'm down on burger I'm I'm down on Berger right now, even though I know he's a great golfer. I'm looking at Morikawa at thirty to one because he's already had a Masters appearance. Oh, excellent iron player, placed forty fourth uh-huh. last year. And the other won guy won the PGA. Won the PGA, played well in, the, in majors before. Um, but the other guy is Hovland at thirty three to one because I just Hovland played in twenty nineteen when Tiger won. Um, he didn't play last year, which I'm actually not sure why that is. I'd have to go back and figure out why he didn't play in November. But I am. I Wait, think it had to do with oh, amateur COVID. status. No, it and was then... COVID. He got COVID. Oh, did he? Yeah. Hovland. Co- I, I'm pretty sure Hovland had COVID going to the Masters. Um oh, sucks. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I have to go back and look at this. But anyways, it's not the point of this. Of this. Um, I think Morikawa and Hovland are the two that I'm eyeing for their iron play and just general game. It's not their first time at Augusta, so. Lots of players. One that many know, Ricky Fowler this week is on the chopping block for his master streak, and I'm sure we'll touch on Ricky here shortly. But anything else about the Valero Open this week that you want to share with the people, Mark?
0: Uh, DJ withdrew a few days ago, so the class of the field, if you will, went down slightly, and Mm -hmm. odds changed with that. So keep in mind when you're betting, your odds may not be what you saw a couple of days ago if you you know were peeking ahead early and i think at least when i look at the odds the favorites tend to change in odds more drastically when somebody withdraw uh withdraws so like you could still you know there's still a bunch of value in like that 25 to 45 zone uh in my opinion because some of those get overlooked in terms of odds adjustments, but um, you know, there's still some, some decent players out there. I think between, you know, Scheffler and Spieth and Kuchar and some of these guys who played really far into last week, it's going to be a little bit tough for them to get, get up again for, for this, especially if they're playing in the masters next week. But uh, other than that, I mean, I, I think it could be a good tournament. It course looks really long, looks really narrow, but there's less trouble than in the Florida uh, the Florida swing, the Florida courses. Uh, you know, fewer hazards, so you may be able to get away with a, a couple more wayward drives. But it, it's almost seventy five hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Par fives are going to be important. Uh, yeah, par 70, driving accuracy, yeah. you know. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I feel really good about my plays uh, this week, which is good because I need to bounce back from the last couple of weeks. (laughs) Yeah. I think you're going to be furthest away again uh, this week after last week. I I had a few
1: hits on the matchup plays, even though my group plays were off, but yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said, longer course, which we haven't seen a ton of, I mean, the last time we saw a course of this distance, I think it was actually at concession. I think in between there, we've had Honda just over 7,000, TBC, Sawgrass, 72. Actually, I take that back. Bay Hill was around 74 as well. So um, this week, we'll put a premium on on driving. Uh, and we actually, you know what? We forgot to mention this. I want to just shout out Joel Damon on his win at Corrales. We we mentioned Corrales. Yeah. I think I said Joel Damon, but it is so cool when guys win their first tournaments. And it is awesome that Joel Damon got his first victory. And the emotion and everything last week was Exactly what you want to see from guys who grind it out.
0: He's awesome. His bucket hat, his caddy, their relationship, his wife and her emotions, like yeah, on the course after it was everything, so like cool. everything, like the backdrop of Punta Cana and the wind swirling and Damon's bucket hat almost going mm-hmm. in the the ocean. Like everything about it was so cool, and he was so candid uh, and emotional about like his journey on yep. the mini tours and. PGA tour, obviously, and very uh very happy for him. He's he's a cool dude, real easy to root for.
1: Right. And and the reason I bring that up is because I was gonna mention Corey Connors won uh 2019 because we didn't have this tournament in 2020, and that was his first victory on the PGA tour. And it is it is so cool when guys who grind it out, who are not your DJs, who are not your Rory's, who are not your Spiefs win tournaments because it is the culmination of so much grinding on mini tours corn fairy getting your card trying to fight to keep your card like these guys who get that win and then secure status that is some of the most enjoyable victories that you can find on the pga tour
0: Yeah. So yeah we, for sure as a better yeah. though not as easy to find those diamonds <laughs> so in the rough right? no it's not they typically don't appear near the top of the
1: sheet uh when it comes to odds week to week but it is an interesting sort of play, given the fact that Corey Connors won here, previous winners like Andrew Landry and Kevin Chapel also don't have a roster of victories in their PGA Tour careers. So th- this week is interesting in that respect. I agree with you on the driver. We'll always be looking at strokes gained approach numbers. Um, this feels like, from what I've read and seen, another course where around the green game is premium because there's some runoffs in a similar sense of what you see at Augusta. Um, so uh, factoring that in a little bit too, but, um, it should be a good tournament. In some guys, we have already mentioned him, Ricky Fowler, uh, it's put up or shut up time for Rick. He's 75 to one. So
0: Vegas yeah. thinks he's going so, to shut up. I was going to say, it sounds like shut up from the Vegas guys this week for Ricky. And there's he, not a redeemable quality about his game right now. Do you think he has a chance to win though? Back against the I don't. wall? I don't. The, you don't think so? I just can't figure out anything
1: about it because we've had so many instances now where we've been like, this is the week. Like we saw a glimmer last week. He needs it. Now his, his stats, the only thing that has been redeemable in the last 16 rounds for him is his around the green game. I could go back through the last 60 rounds. Let's do that for, uh, for giggles here. If I look at this, same thing His around the green game is the only thing that stands out. His approach numbers have been awful. His off the tee numbers, not so great either. Like he's, he's lost. I, I hope he figures
0: it out. If he did well this week, it'd be awesome. I think there are 135, 140 players in the field this mm-hmm. week. He, he ranks 120th in strokes gained approach in his last 16 rounds. And <laughs> like of the guys in this field. So, I mean, this this field is not murderer's row either. Right. Which is crazy. I I am a sucker and I believe in Rick this week. I don't think he's going to win because I just, I don't think he's close enough. You know, you you have to show some progress in order to do that. Sure. Uh, But I do think he will uh, contend isn't the right word, but I think he'll get some coverage on the weekend. How's that sound? Uh, well, I mean, that would be fun. It'd be fun to see Ricky on a Saturday or Sunday when it matters. Um,
1: you're you're not fading Ricky. I'm not totally fading Ricky. I'll touch on that in a minute because I think there's one area where there might be something interesting here, even given the fact that I don't find many redeemable stats because I think there's something to your point about back against the wall. He's not going to win. But that, I do not believe Ricky Fowler will contend for a victory. But I'm going to fade Matt Kuchar this weekend too because you talked about the number of rounds at WGC. I don't care if Kucher found something. I think that for a guy, his age was a grind last week.
0: If Kucher can can keep the form up that he just showed, then he's got the accuracy, the demeanor to, you know, go on and win multiple times this year. It's just Mm -hmm. a matter of putting it all together uh, consistently. And, hanging with the big boys, so to speak, because some of these courses are super long and he's not getting any younger. Um, but it, what Kuchar showed this week is, or last, this past week was was pretty awesome. He's just got to kind of put it together. I'm not on him this week either, but I thought about it. I just ultimately think he's going to be exhausted this week. Yep, I agree.
1: I agree. Well, let's let's break down then. Um, so, kind of give some background on some guys this week. Let's ju- jump into inside of the leather for some of those those shorter putts on the greens this week. You, my friend, are away. I will give you the first uh, the first go here at the cup.
0: Okay, my first play is going to be on uh, Cameron Davis, um, Australian. I I like him a lot. Uh, hasn't played particularly great in the Florida swing, but very good golfer. I've got him um, top 20 for two two units at two to one. So hopefully turn the turn that into four units. His numbers the last 16 rounds, which you know I like to look at. 13th tee to green, 16th off the tee, seventh approach, 23rd total. So like he can uh he can hit it with with the best of them he is um 10th in driving distance but his driving accuracy is not great so he'll have to kind of hone that in this week but if he can look out i mean he's had a T33 at the Honda and before the uh API and the players which were missed cuts he was playing really well with uh you know two top 15s and and another 32nd place finish so you know he can hang in there and I think uh ball strike his way to a top 20 for sure and that's gonna be my my top play of the week
1: yeah it's interesting your point about his driver distance but minus the accuracy which is what you typically see in in Connors who won last year is one of those outliers with guys who are deadly accurate but also have really good distance with their drivers. So it'd be interesting to see how that plays out this week, because my first inside the leather pick is actually Brendan Steele, top 20 at two to one. And we've highlighted Brendan Steele before in previous tournaments. He's a guy who sort of makes his hay on the PGA tour in these less than stellar fields. And don't get me wrong. I mean, you've got Finau, you've got Spieth, you've got Scheffler, like you've got some pretty solid names this week, but I do think Brandon Steele top 20 at two to one for two units is a solid play this week because he packs an accurate driver and he's above average in distance. He's T71 in driver distance this year on the PGA tour and 47th in accuracy. So he's one of those rare combos where that's his best weapon. He's also made eight straight cuts, four of which have been T21 or better. So the odds are telling me at plus 200 that He's got about a 50% chance to do it. I like the idea of this being better because of his course fit. He's played here, uh played well here before. He's 18th in the field in strokes gained T to green over the last 16 rounds. So I like the uh, Brendan Steele. I'm gonna put an extra unit on there for two this week uh to get some Brendan Steel exposure.
0: I already liked Brendan Steele and was planning on riding that. And I loved your handicap even more. So I'm gonna step outside the leather a little bit and I'm actually just going to Give out my my first double breaker because I have Brendan Steele to win this week for half a unit. And he's <sighs> curr- he's currently forty one to one on DraftKings plus forty one hundred. Love that. So we get some Brendan Steele exposure this
1: week. I think this next guy you're going to talk about, I have exposure to this week. We might be on quite the same wavelength this
0: week. Are you on Keegan Bradley? I am on Keegan Bradley. Awesome. Yeah. So I I love Keegan Bradley for a top twenty. Also, that's going to be one unit at two to one. He's playing really well. He's got his last five starts, T-22 in Phoenix, then a T-60 at the Genesis, but uh, T-10, T-29, and a T-30 at Honda. Uh, his putting we know is atrocious, but he's been in the game forever. He can contend on weekends. Currently uh, his last 16 rounds, so you know, four tournaments, he's in good form, seventh tee to green, 26th off the tee. Um and 28th approach. So he's striking the ball really well and he's not putting as poorly as we're used to seeing Keegan Bradley putt. So if he can kind of hold steady with his putter, the rest of his game's in really good form.
1: I agree with that in and um in total, really, because he to me was the same guy that Brennan Steele is, which is the same guy that Corey Connors is, which is accurate driver. Keegan's top 30 in accuracy, and he's top 70 in driver distance, which is like exactly the same mold as steel. So if you like Brendan steel, I feel like you really got to like what you see um, on the other side too. So it's, I think this bodes well for both guys to have that mix. And I would hope to your point that the putter gets figured out because neither guy steel is a better putter, uh, but not somebody who like blows me away with the putter, but, um, Keegan Bradley can be atrocious with the butter.
0: He also needs to play better on Sundays. He's not, I mean, he had, he was in contention at the Arnold Palmer shot a 78 to finish in 10th place, but his I'm looking at his results. He's got one round in the sixties on Sunday since December. And that was a 69 at the players to finish yep. t 29. So he's got to put, he's got to finish too. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't planning on covering that pick, but I feel pretty good about
1: chances with, with Keegan Bradley this week. What else you got? So that's it on the inside the leather world since I've just given away uh, Keegan Bradley. So I'm going to jump down a double breaker. You liked Cameron Davis this week. I am actually going to go with one of the local guys to win, and I'm going to take Abraham Answer to win at 20-1 to 1 for a half unit. So Abe Answer is a home game guy lives in san
0: antonio That's he got a- huge ovations at the match play did he okay it was awesome like you everybody obviously was rooting for spieth and mm-hmm. for scotty scheffler but answer Both was local guys answer was getting the love love that yeah love that and
1: what answer doesn't have so answer has the second most accurate or he is the second most accurate driver on the pga tour this year he doesn't pack the same punch when it comes to distance answer is a little bit further down Uh, actually tied 161st this year to average about 290 yards off the tee. So from a longer course, somewhat concerning, but this course, and we didn't really touch on this earlier, but it's it's tree-lined, right? So if you don't hit it in the right spot, you might be having to play forced punch-outs. It's not like there's... The rough isn't super long and penal like we see in some courses. It's 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 more about you might just have to take that second shot back into the fairway and be trying to get up and down from par from 150 out. So for me, answer's accuracy. I'm going to place a premium on that. And his last three or three of his last four, he's been tied 22nd or better. He's fifth in this field in strokes gained T to green over the last 16 rounds. I'm really bullish on answer this week for a lot of what the numbers say, but also just like home game. For him, vocal guy, I think answer this week um, plays really well, and he he competed last year at the Masters. Um, maybe he could find some magic going into next week at Augusta.
0: I like that. I, we were both on answer last year. He let us we down, but <laughs> yes. he's he's a, a fan favorite, somebody that I looked at this week as well. Um, I just kind of I wanted to go a little bit further down the board. Um, That's all I had for Double Breaker, um, but I may add a few. So uh, make sure we check out nolayingup.com, our Instagram, our Twitter, and then our Substack as well. Would love some subscribers on Substack uh, in addition to the uh, loyal ones we've got already. But uh, there are a couple of props that I'm looking at. I will tease one. Um, I am looking. I mentioned kind of fading spieth this week and uh doug gim top texas player top former texas player uh plus 550 Mm -hmm. uh is something that i'm eyeing Uh, i think gim obviously his sunday performances have been well documented recently but if i can get over five to one uh scottie scheffler i think might fade a little bit just because of how much he played last week um spieth working on his game in in preparation for the masters and then the other ones johnny vegas kramer hickok and bo hostler i think gim pres, uh, presents some value there i don't i don't hate that i also agree
1: with you i don't think i mean spieth's odds are pretty good this week um short given the fact that he's expected to compete but i i like speed next week i i'm jealous of your ticket i don't yeah. like speed this week i like speed next week give, maybe a give pre- me give pre- me back preview.
0: give me back the two bottles of breckenridge <laughs> that oh, i yeah. bought you and it's you can maybe have a piece of speed <laughs> otherwise you up, otherwise, you you wait, of wait till, otherwise you wait till next week and you're gonna have to get 10 to 1 uh, yeah exactly especially if he competes well this week that number is going to get shorter and yeah. shorter and shorter so i'm not on game currently but i might flip the switch and go against sheffler and spieth okay tell me what you think of this i got three matchups that i'm
1: eyeing which of these three matchups loses i've got fowler over damon again zero statistics zero feels say fowler puts it together this week but i'm actually fading damon he even came out in his press conference and talked about how he's gonna like run the tab up party oh, yeah. and why not he should right but i don't think his head is where it would be if he hadn't won last week even especially if when you
0: have right? to like you're you're in punta Cana, now you have to go to San Antonio. Oh, or... I'm sure as heck not flying back to the states right right no after thanks. I
1: win in Putakan. I think I'm gonna stay an extra day. Yeah. I've got... I'm,
0: definitely, I'm definitely not going to San Antonio.
1: Heck no. Heck no. So Fowler over Damon, and that's more of a fate of Damon than it is foul than it is like picking Fowler. But like come on, Rick. I'm 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 gonna take a page out of Mark's book here and just believe that maybe there's something there. Then the other one is Abraham Answer over Matsuyama. And then the third is Chris Kirk over Lanto Griffin. Which one loses?
0: Man, I love that answer play. How is he getting? He is the underdog to Matsuyama. Really, I love I love that answer play. How is that? Uh, I don't
1: understand.
0: Sheesh, I might, I might have to star that and go back to it later. Yeah. Um, your other one was Chris Kirk over Lanzo Griffin. Yes. And I actually, so I've been on Lanzo a few times this you season, have. and he's played all right. Um, honestly don't know who I would take in that matchup. So maybe if I had to pick one to lose, it would be Kirk over Lanto Griffin. But my confidence level in that is maybe a five.
1: I looked, so Kirk in this particular field, fourth in strokes, gain T degree, Griffin is 10th. So like they're tight. They're very tight. And Kirk, Kirk has had putter troubles um that is not something that griffin has but griffin wasn't great last week and you could argue just throughout think, the match play stuff yeah, i think Lanza went zero and three he did yeah he did um i guess in this particular case i would probably agree with you just because i really think joel damon for all the right reasons is not going to show up this week and good for you joel damon you don't need to show up this week man you've already booked your ticket to the masters like you're good man you're good um i think i'm going to play that though so i just pulled it up on DraftKings. As a parlay or straight? as a, par- as a parlay, one unit plus six fifty three.
0: plus six think okay. it's six,
1: six and a half to one on this. I like that for tournament matches. I think I'm, I think I'm going to put us on, on the scorecard for this week under double breaker. I, I think I'm going to lock this up because I like your, your take. It's answer makes a ton of sense. Even though Matsuyama started to play better home game for him. Fowler again, it's a bit of a prayer and Chris Kirk bit of a gamble, but I think, that is my other double
0: breaker that I that I'm gonna throw in the mix. There's some of these matchups on DraftKings that seem like they're goading betters into it. Like, uh, for example, Brandon Grace is in pretty good form. Mm-hmm. He's an underdog to Andrew Putnam. Like that people that just sense. screams like take Putnam be- <laughs> because they're begging you to take Brandon Grace. And <laughs> uh Brendan Steele is an underdog to Zach Johnson. Uh, um so that you know that's another one. Keegan Bradley is an underdog to Charlie Hoffman. Charlie Hoffman by the way is he plays very very well. He's the all-time money winner at this event, he is. I think. Yes. Um, but has Hoffman played well recently? He's um, of the last 16 rounds, he's first in approach in this field. All right. Based so, on data golf. All right. F me, huh? <laughs> so, but, but i still i th- I think i still want to take keegan against him but yeah i'm, I'm already on another a top 20 play so I, i'm not going to push it but it, these are these are bets that stick out to me yeah. that are like hmm what are they really trying to do here with these odds right it's
1: almost coaxing you into it where you're like wait a minute
0: that let me press
1: the pause button here i don't care i'm jumping in right like cannonball baby let's go let's have some fun this weekend um to recap we've got Jeff and Mark on Brennan Steele, top 20, uh, two to one for two units each. Mark is backing Cam Davis uh, this week, as well as Keegan Bradley for top 20s. He's also got a Brennan Steele and a Cam Davis bet to win. Um, And then I've got the Abe answer bet to win. And then I'm going to take a Fowler over Damon, answer over Matsuyama, Chris Kirk over Lanto Griffin, parlay at plus 653 on DraftKings. And that would be the scorecard. Other picks, as Mark mentioned, will be on No Laying Up, as well as through our Substack, which you can subscribe to walkitimpod.substack.com. You can find all the picks and the write ups for why we like these, as well as breaking down what the No Laying Up guys picked in the previous week on Up.com on the blog. Follow the social media channels because we are, as I mentioned, we are less than nine days away from the Masters, teen it up, and we are going into a week where we will make sure we get out as much content as we possibly can leading up to Augusta starting next Thursday. Um, we will fill the, the media airwaves with as much Masters content as we can get next week. If,
0: if Ricky wins this week, I will post a video dressed head to toe in Oklahoma State Orange on our social channels. How's that? I love it. Let's go. Go, Ricky. Go. We can do it. Rep it, baby. Rep it. All right.
1: Well, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Catch us next week for the Masters, and we will see you then. Enjoy the Valero Texas Open.